Welcome to the CBS and Days edition of Daytime Confidential, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, we discuss Tucker's takeover of Chancellor on YNR. Liberty is diagnosed with leukemia on As the World Turns. A sore-assed hope debuts on Bold and the Beautiful. And Salem mourns Mickey on Days of Our Lives. All this and much more on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome. Hey. Mike, welcome. Hi. Mel, welcome. Hiya. Jillian, welcome. Hello. Jamie, what do you think of Mickey's funeral and memorial? Well, I enjoyed it. I know that a lot of fans have been tweeting me kind of upset that they didn't use this to do like a full-on memorial for the Mickey character, like, you know, maybe uh, with One Life to Live and Asa and those characters but the thing of it is this is more of a plot driven move and that's not a bad thing plot driven is not always a dirty word because you have to have plot you know soaps lead with character but there has to be a plot and this is really advancing stories and i like how they're doing it they didn't really because really with john clark having been off the show since the OC was on because I remember that that's one of the reasons why he said he was leaving because he just wanted to enjoy watching his daughter Melinda um, who played my girl, oh, yeah. Julie Cooper, <laughs> on the OC. Um, he was just, you know, wanting to retire and do that. So they brought in the fake Mickeys and, you know, so the character <laughs> hasn't really been viable in years. So I don't, re- I didn't really see and I think the fact that they did do flashbacks to Mickey and Maggie's love was very, you know, very poignant, and it's giving Suzanne Rogers a major storyline. I love the fact that it it plays into Bowen Hope's um, struggles because that is so real. I don't know how many times in my own family that something, a death or a crisis, will prompt people to stop their marital problems, you know, for a while. And But, you know, with Bo, Screw, and Carly, and what... I w- there's a few things, of course, you know, the days is my show. So, you know, that's the one where I always have to play, um, you know, Monday morning quarterback. And it's like a few things that I think like Mike, to my knowledge, I watched all week, but I don't think Mike was mentioned. And Mickey raised Mike for 18 years. I don't think Laura was mentioned. That was his first wife, Mike's mother. Bill was there. He was in, They said Bill was in the other room with Grant, which I thought was clever. I was like, okay, Days, that's kind of cute when, you know, they have Bill and Faith all in the other room. Jennifer wasn't mentioned. She was really close to her Uncle Mickey, too. So it was just certain little things like that that I looked for. Really, Mike, Im- immensely. I was like, okay, Mike Horton, his namesake should have been mentioned. I mean, Mike still called him dad after he found out that he wasn't his his kid, you know. So um, I think that they really could have used this as an opportunity to bring the Sarah character back. Sarah was Sammy Brady before Sammy Brady. I think it would be really cool to see Maggie have her young, you know, younger bitchy daughter back in town. I mean, they, you know, I suggested Eden Regal, but there's several, you know, this this could be a viable character, and I would really love to see Maggie have one of her girls in town full time. I was really glad to see Lisa Trussell, although with that dark hair, I kept going, whoa, is that Hope 20 years ago? Because, you know, she was always kind of strawberry blonde, but it was really good to see her back and 
she mentioned in one of the magazines that she hadn't acted in years, and so I didn't notice. I mean, I mean, you know, usually with Kelly Ripper, I'm sorry, but it oh. showed. <laughs> it showed. Bless her heart, it showed. But with Lisa Trussell, I was like, okay, she picked it right back up. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed even, you know, I enjoyed how Melanie reacted to it. It was really heartfelt. Um, I enjoyed Mia. Mia wasn't really grieving Mickey. She was using it to manipulate the teen scene. And I, I'm glad that they're doing that. I'm glad they're transitioning that in. Um, but overall, I'm happy. You know, I would love to see Maggie fall off the wagon. And, you know, I hate that they're getting rid of Lucas because that'd be great for him to be there to support her. I wouldn't mind seeing a Maggie Roman romance or just, you know, somebody for her to find Aww. love with. Um, in the... Maybe EJ. Oh Lord, what is you with these cougar stories? <laughs> you Aren't need you to cougar stop. So you, on the last podcast, you suggested that foolishness about um John and um, Dorian. Yes. Yeah, Dorian Lord and and John McBain. And look, I like a good cougar storyline, but no, I don't want to see Maggie cougaring it up. I want to see Maggie with um. You know, maybe Victor, drive Vic, uh, Vivian crazy or, you know, but it would be cool. I'm glad that they're doing it. Maggie is now truly the heart and soul of this show. So it was really good. It was good to see Doug and Julie. And although I was wondering why Julie was calling her grandmother Alice, certain little things like that just tripped me up because she's always called her grand, just like everybody else. So I'm just like, and I know, I know the days writers would be like, would this one stop? Because it's like the one show that I really did picky about. But uh, No, you, 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 yeah, you, you. You on point with that. But I was enjoying it. Um, enjoyed Nathan kissing Melanie. I'm really enjoying the Nathan Melanie um, Stephanie Philip quadrangle. I really am, and I'm enjoying the teen triangle too. I like that Mia. You know, it's archetypical. It's cl- they've been doing this on soaps since Phil, Tara, Erica. You know, you have good girl, bad girl. I mean, you know, good girl, bad girl, and boys in the middle of them who are too dumb to realize they're being <laughs> manipulated. It's I've enjoyed it. So, Mel, what did you think of the funeral this last week? You mentioned it on the Performer of the Week podcast. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was it was a little bit rushed. I don't know. I feel like things kind of, things kind of happened a little fast, but I did enjoy it. Um, Maggie broke my heart, like I said on the Performer of the Week podcast. I love everything she said. We talked about the flashbacks too. That really helped me connect as a viewer. Um, I, I liked it for the most part. I don't have too much to complain about. I agree. The flashbacks were amazing. Suzanne Rogers is kicking it out of the park. And it, it did provide some pretty great scenes, one of which, um, w- well, there were some great scenes, one of which was between Carly and Melanie. And But prior to that, we learned that Melanie is, in fact, Carly's daughter, or, or at least that's who Carly believes her to be at this point. Who knows what other twists might come down the pipe. But what do you think of that development, Mel? I, I knew that from the beginning. Didn't I say that from the beginning? I, I said that Melanie was Carly's daughter. So I was not surprised when it came out. But I do want to see where this goes and how it all ties in, especially with Vivian, because Vivian thinks that Mia is her daughter. So... I know this last week for a little bit, I was sort of hoping that Vivian would bury Mia alive and then forget about her. Um, Jamie, what do you think of Carly and and Melanie? Well, I think that Vivian's henchmen uh, need to be buried alive because Mia and, (laughs) and Molly are what five years apart. 
So these are not some good henchmen. If I mean, <laughs> they should have known when Carly had the affair and could time it to. I'm like, these girls are five years apart. Hell, how can how is it like, you know? And that's I like that it's very smart. It's very it's very smart to go ahead and if you're gonna keep Molly Burnett, go ahead and tie her to Carly. I don't like it when soaps do that with every character. I don't want to see Chad suddenly become Stefano's kid and. Mia suddenly become, you know, I hate that. Oh, Chad, Chad and Will will end up brothers. Mark my you know, words. I, well, I hope not, Luke. I hope not. You've been <laughs> watch, you watched a bad generation of soaps that they feel the need to do that kind of stuff. I'm enjoying Melanie a lot more, but Lord help. I have such a glamorous memory of the Alamains and the Von Leuschners. I feel very much like I did when I had to deal with Sam McCall becoming a Cassidine. I'm like, so Melanie is a Von Leuschner. I'm just like, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think of her when I think of regal European ancestry, but yeah. So, but I, like I said, I am enjoying Melanie more. Okay. She has come leaps and bounds, Molly Burnett, as an actress, but I still must encourage her to get a handle on her facial expressions. Sometimes it looks as if she's having a stroke in the middle of an emotional scene, and I'm just sitting there just stud, trying to make sense of, is she laughing? Is she crying? Did someone shoot her in the back? You know, is somebody stepping on her foot off screen? It's just, she has the most bizarre facial expression sometimes. And then she'll have just, you know, a normal, amazing scene. Now, one thing that I am upset with is, you know, the very paint-by-numbers way that she's hating Carly and the hypocrisy of it all. This is a little girl who caused her boyfriend to go to prison or mental hospital for killing her psychotic daddy and pulled more stunt schemes and scandals in her first six months on this show than the law would allow, yet she's preaching to Carly about her morality. It's like, I think they've gone a little too far to set up animosity between the two characters. Um, they could take a page from One Life to Live with Danny and Todd. You know, that seemed a lot more organic, um, how Danny hates Todd. and Or even Day's own history when Kate and Billy... You know, they spent a lot of time setting up Kate and Billy as rivals, you know, with Kate thinking she was a gold digger after Victor and Kate stealing Countess Wilhelmina from her, all that happening before the ultimate reveal that Billy was Kate's daughter. And, you know, so Billy's hatred of Kate by that point was well documented. This just seems like let's throw some reason together yeah. for Carly, for this girl to hate Carly. Well, and but this story will also, uh, or well, the, uh, Melanie's also going to be getting her brother back. Darren Brooks is returning well, for days, yeah. for a couple of days as Max Brady. Uh, how do you? Well, think you know, wait one more point before we go to that. One other thing the writers need to remember and address in this story is that Carly was an honorary Horton for the years that she lived in Salem. So it would not be strange for her to show up at that house. I mean, yes, she just screwed a Horton's man, so that was a different thing. <laughs> but Grandma and Grandpa loved that girl. Basically, she filled Hope's void for three years. Julie loved her. her. Did they give her one of those Christmas ornaments? Yes. Julie loved her. Doug loved her at the time. 
you know, all of the Hortons, Jennifer's her best friend. I mean, I wish that they would play a little bit more of that because Carly and, you know, they really can't because Alice is not on the show. But Alice and Carly were dear, dear friends. And there's just so much with this. A lot of that seems orchestrated. You know, Carly was the doctor who treated Isabella Toscano when she died. So she and Brady would be close. Brady, I think she delivered Brady, if I remember correctly, at at John and um, Isabella's wedding. I mean, this hatred of Carly, Vivian is the only one who really should hate Carly like that. I just, I think a lot of that is like plot point. Yeah. But, you know. Well, Carly walked Bo like a dog this last week. What'd you think? I thought it was vulgar. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a good way. It just, I would have rather, Bo and Carly have always had really hot sex um, that he just... him like a dog. We found yeah. out who the top in that relationship is. <gasps> <laughs> oh, that was just bizarrely orchestrated. The I mean, I was looking for a nice, hot, you know, that just seemed, it seemed like, yeah, like Carly turned Bo around backwards and then he gasped and was like, what's going on back there? You know, it was just odd i mean that was just an odd sex scene but you know like Mel? dogs it's like i think somebody's back really got broke. i think somebody's back really did get broke in that whole thing she mauled him <laughs> like a dog i just really don't know what to think <laughs> that's I, that pin up <laughs> frustration from never getting to sleep with Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> It just made you jump back from the screen and go, oh, I, I don't know if I like this or not. It wasn't like, you know, Blair and Easy E on One Life to Be. Nah, oh. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. It was, was kind of funky looking. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't turn me on. You know, soap sex scenes used to turn you on, but. That kind of made me shocked and appalled. <laughs> like Let's... when I saw the clip on online, I was like, "Oh, I gotta see it." Then I was like, Mm-mm, "This don't inspire me to be no doctor, no cop." Like Easy E inspired me to go to law school. Made <laughs> <laughs> hey, me well... pull the covers up over myself. Hug <laughs> 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 my teddy bear. <laughs> Let... Let's talk about B&B for a bit. Mike and Jillian, you haven't had much chance to talk. What do you guys think of New Hope? I said I'm giving her a month. That is all. Mike? First impression, not bad for a beginner. I think that uh, I've watched people that have been on the show far longer do a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I, well, thought <laughs> I thought she was really I, I did, too. I thought by yeah. I thought by comparison, I mentioned this um, between the podcast, but like natural. I, by, she was a natural. That girl was she clicked with Catherine Kelly Lang immediately uh-huh. and she clicks opposite. She looked, they have the, you know, the good they had got the look going on, you know, the mother daughter yeah. look. And yeah. I thought that she did more acting in in her one week on television that Jacqueline McKinnis would has done in the she entire did. time she's been on. So I and thought it was vastly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like her. I mean, it, she's a little bit more of a Brooke clone than I expected, and I haven't really seen any Deacon in her. So, but it's really early, so we'll see how it develops. But for, first impressions, I'm pretty impressed with her. Yes, me too. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that they have a strong little Logan that's going to tear that gal up. That's Steffi. Well, and not only that, but they also have Katie manipulating her. Oh, yeah. I'm loving oh, it. Katie is Victoria uh, yeah. Newman. Brand yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. When Mike said it in the performer of the week, I'm like, all this girl is channeling is Victoria Newman, except this Victoria is like, well, Katie is like, you mess with my man, I'm going to mess with you right back, and I love it. Yeah. That's what, that's what and Steph- she deserves it. Oh, that's what Steffi Well, I'm going to be honest, though. I it. see why Forrester got taken away from those people, because if either one of those um, PR campaigns didn't get those people fired, then I don't know what to say. I wish you would come up in my office with them poster boards like you do in uh, <laughs> a school project. And Steffi is supposed to be some PR maven. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, no, they could do a little bit. Come on. B&B's PR department could yeah. create the PowerPoints and stuff. Look what they did for um Spencer Communications. I'm like, now that was pretty pimp, but... I was like, get this little girl out of here. Get her back on the roof somewhere. Talk about, oh, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she was good this week, I'm like, no, they're going to have to do something a little bit better than that. You know, and then that other babies was worse. <laughs> oh, was like, yeah. I was just waiting for her that they were. Some, I thought she was going to throw some glitter on hers. I'm like, you what could, the- but she, At least she is a high school student. But you can see Katie is making executive decisions <laughs> with her. With her uh, anger in check, because she was like, yeah, we're going with that one. I was well, like, and Mike, I love it. I love it. I will have to make a comment. I'll make a comment that we made before we started podcasting, and that is I see no point to Dr. Taylor being in the Forrester offices when there's a meeting going on and when Ridge is arguing with Brooke about business. She was just, ah, I was just yelling at my TV. Shut up. Just shut up. (laughs) Because her whole Logan sisters, everybody hates my daughter. Ridge is always right. I I can't stand it anymore. If you had a valid reason to be ticked off at Brooke, yeah, I I like to watch them rumble. I'll admit it because when they were fighting over Jack and – Taylor was drinking, and they were fighting over. And not neither one of them don't give a damn about that baby. Yeah, <laughs> right. They never talk about him. But he'll um, show up sore ass like next that. week. But it's, this week, Taylor irritated I, me. She I, needs something to do. I think it's just a situation where Brad Bell just wants her in their orbit, and he just doesn't know how to play it well. Because I'm like, because I'm, as I've always felt that way, Mike. You just hit the nail on the head. Because I'm like, okay, why is she here? Why, why was she in a business meeting when they're talking about them funky ads? I'm like, you're a shrink. You are a shrink. And At you're not point a damn they Well, they could bring that in. I mean, they could say they want her to yeah. consult because she's a psychiatrist. Or but they could, I, have, they could have it where Brooke or someone says, uh, Taylor, you're not needed here because you're a shrink. Ain't you got to shrink somebody? It's, I could it's see, okay, I could see her because it's a very – it's a very yuppie thing to do to be protective of your heirs and their birthright. But to me, it makes no sense because Bill Spencer owns the company. So mm-hmm. there's no birthright for anybody. Well, you're right, but you know. you're right. But they're all still working under the premise that they're going to get it back. Yeah, and therefore, and you know, for that, that's, that's still their birthright. Historically, though, I mean, if you look back, Brooke started having her kids before Taylor did. So her first, you know, when Steffi goes, Rick is here. Rick is Eric's child, you know, exactly. a forester. Yeah. And 
British a real children. One. Yeah, and that's what I used a to. A real love. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and the, you know, the only stray Brooke has is Hope. The rest of her kids are, you know, or well, Jack, but she doesn't even care about him anymore. But you know, three of her children are foresters, and that just, you know, that's and always comes... Stephanie's thing. You know, that the Logans, this and well, that. Well, that's uh, that's what I wanted to ask. What do you think of the fact that? Steffi was going, my, I was named Stephanie for a reason, or that's paraphrased, but it's well, like, what got me was like, she goes, they named me Stephanie. I'm like, ain't them the two that named I know, I know, oh. I know. <laughs> it's like, are you all crack? I mean, my I, mom would have been like, if during our little tantrum, if that was my mom, she'd have been like, who was they? Who was they? You they named me Stephanie for a reason. <laughs> she would have cut me to like, the way. You know, I'm like, I just twitch it sometime with the writing, um, the dialogue, the day-to-day dialogue on that show. One thing I can tell with their writers is they do not spend a lot of time, I don't think, conferencing. Because they, from day to day, it's like you end an episode and then the next episode just really awkwardly rehashes something that we already knew from the first day. And of course, subs do that to keep you interested, but most shows just pick up at the end of the scene, maybe redo the first part, but it's like they'll start a scene. I can't believe that three days ago, Bill Spencer took the company <laughs> back away from us. It's like, um, <laughs> Oh dad, I know it's horrible. I don't cue flashback to her kissing Bill Spencer. Don't worry. We're going to get the company back, Rich. Well, did you see Thomas encouraging that girl there? Exactly. He, they're pimping her out. Yes, yep. he was doing it. and then, But that's the thing. Um, continuity. Thomas is scheming with her, but then he goes over, Mom, I yeah. think you need to talk to Steffi. I don't know, <laughs> but there's something up with her. What do you mean you don't know, writers? Yes, he knows. He was scheming with her like the nasty, incestuous kids on Cruel Intentions three days ago because they have inappropriate sexual chemistry. But it's like, I don't know what's wrong with her, mom. But if you talk to her, baby. I was going to go shopping, but I guess I will go, Thomas. It's those I, Logan sisters. They're trying to take the company away from the Foresters. And see, that okay. helper, she was, Brooke was married to Ridge, had him dead to rights when Taylor got knocked up with Thomas. And she tried to pass him off as Thorne's child because she was nasty, too. They fixed that. And it's like, so why are you trying to act like you're strays or some, you know, real Foresters and Brooks aren't? It's like... Well, let's- well, you always say they diminish Brooks um, in these arguments. They diminish yeah. the value of what Brooke she put into my the company. Girl, if that, that show's ratings would go back up. And, you know, I have to wonder. I love Heather Tom, and I love what they're doing with Katie. But it's starting to become the Heather Tom show instead of yeah. the Captain yeah. Kelly Lang show. Oh, it's been the Heather show for a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like Katie, but I love Brooke Logan. Brooke Logan should be in charge. Brooke I, should figure out a way to get that company back. They should have and Brooke. And she will, because her husband can't do it. Brooke oh. needs to go over there in her panties and get that company back. Now Her husband know. doesn't know how to take a Viagra pill. <laughs> he must be doing something for them to keep fighting for him for okay. 20 years. But I just don't like the fact that they keep saying, Katie stole the company. Katie did not steal the company, goddammit. I loved it. when Bill Spencer a couple of weeks, I guess I haven't podcasted with y'all it for was, a while. It was though. a week ago. I loved so. when Bill Spencer told Donna, why are you mad, Donna? I you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, 
thank you. Shut up, Donna. They finally, it's like someone must be listening because they finally said what Donna does. She's vice president. I was like, since the hell when is this? Yeah, I was like, basically the chain of command is Katie, Brooke, and Donna. I'm like, Lord in the morning is Jillian. Uh, Well, (laughs) I I, I don't like the fact that they keep, Steffi is mad at Katie because the company's stolen. Y'all should be, I said it last week, y'all should be mad at Eric's trifling ass because Eric obviously can't balance a checkbook. Eric's just useless. He always has. He, yeah. <laughs> never, yeah. Like, I never would advocate a vet not being useful, but I just don't know. Like, I think Eric has only had real chemistry with two women on this show, and that's Brooke and Lauren Fenmore. And you don't think he had chemistry with uh, old girl who plays Jackie? No, I didn't like Jackie until recently. I was like, why is she on here? You know, I used to always be like, why is Jackie on this show? But now I love Jackie and Owen. But before that, I didn't like her on Sunset Beach. I just, I was not a fan of Leslie until the her cougar story made me a fan of her. But um, no, I didn't like her and Eric. I liked I liked him with Margot back in the gap, Lauren Coslow. Yeah. And I liked him, but I loved him with Lauren. That was one of my favorite B&B moments where Steffi and Eric are renewing their vows. And I believe it was, who was that? Who put those pictures in the, the, the doggone minister had opened the Bible and nasty oh, pictures. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, shit. Eric and Lauren fell out of the Bible. And Eric, you know, Stephanie was like a surrogate mother figure to Lauren. Was it and Brooke? Was, was it Brooke? It could have been Brooke. That was back when Brooke used to be bad at... See, and that's the thing. I hate Brooke running around being nice to everybody and trying to make peace. I want the Brooke Logan who was trying to get Macy uh, out of Thorne's life. She sent a bottle of champagne over to her alcoholic ass and waved her little fingers. That's the Brooke Logan I know. (sighs) Not letting this little stupid girl who just learned where she was, talk to her any kind of way. I want the Brooke Logan who took control well, of Porter. Yeah, last week she did to whole checker. Now, Steffi did get Buck in her face. I'll give her that. Brooke was like, hold up, hold up. Uh-uh, you ain't. Brooke did I know, she down. took on Grandma all those years. She can certainly handle that little kid. <gasps> she ought to tell her just like she used to tell Stephanie. You have an inappropriate attachment to your father. <laughs> I love to see that. We've talked about the storyline that's working. Now let's talk about the one that's not, and that's this Sandy storyline. Why do uh, we care? Mm. Why do we care? Who is Sandy? I don't care if this was uh, Katie or any of the characters. I mean, and I don't want to be insensitive at all because they, this is, I was just reading in essence about all of the un, um, yeah. uh Unprodu- you know, unproduced Un- rape kits or unworked untested, rape kits. This untested. is a really good story, but why couldn't it be a character? Why couldn't they have waited and let this happen to Hope? And, you know, because that would bring back Brooks' rape. And then, you know, we deal, we learn through the character we actually know and love. I just don't, I think this was a poor use for someone Sarah. of Sarah Brown's caliber. I mean, she could have been Kristen Forrester. I kind of thought this was going to just kind of tie back to why she gets so obsessed with Nick. The only way I would like this storyline to He totally saves her, and she just becomes so grateful she can't let go of him. I don't think they should make her a lesbian and make her fall in love with Stephanie. Oh, no! (laughs) Stephanie or Steffi? Stephanie. 
Oh, Definitely. no. Oh, Look no. Look Talk at about the a cougar media. story. Look oh, at what we see in the media. Meredith Baxter That's coming out late in life. Um, <laughs> uh, what's that woman's name that was in the Tom Cruise movie? Kelly McGillis Kelly coming out. What if they did that with Stephanie? They could oh, have the girl oh, kiss God. Stephanie one day and be like, oh my God, what did I do? And then it could like open up this whole can of worms and, um, you know. Sarah Brown, I'm going to stop that right now. And no, Susan no. Flannery. Oh, no. What are you no. saying on behalf of them? What? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, okay. Would be a good story. Eric would think about it. Brooke realizing that 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 her enemy after all these years was gay. I think it would be a good story. Uh, let's go to YNR. Um <laughs> Friday's episode ended with a bombshell. Tucker took over Chancellor and revealed that he Next is on Falcon Crest. <laughs> <laughs> And re- <laughs> reveal that he to Catherine that he is her son. Jillian, what'd you think? Ooh, big shocker. Big shocker. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm shocked. Look, the Tucker takeover, I think as I'm watching it, I'm like, the Tucker takeover could have been a bit better if he had done this to Newman. You know, why not did leave that little opening with the SEC Cayman Islands debacle? What if, you know, in order to recoup their losses and avoid closing a department or a company, like Nick said he had to because he had to repay those folks back, what if one of them Newman kids pitched an offer to take Newman public as a means to save themselves oh, from Jillian. the business taking it ahead? Jillian both a head writer of The Young and the Restless. Thank you. I love it. I'm, loving uh, it. I'm not finished. I mean, I just got a little, yeah, I mean, you know, what if it, you know, it would work because they've always trying to, you know, Someone's always, that's the whole crux of Newman. People have always tried to get a piece of Newman and they can't because it's a mm-hmm. family run business. Exactly. What, if, what if one of the Newman children pitched it to the board and they had their backing, they're able to do it because Victor left them in charge and he comes home early and right when it's announced, Tucker bought the company and he owns it. Oh! What oh! a big great, like Vicar Yes! Hell! That is you know? fire. So, but how does that play into Chancellor then? No, but who cares? See, Jillian is hitting on a good point. Chancellor has never been a viable company on this show. We knew that Kay mm-hmm. was rich and Mr. Chancellor left right. her company. Instead of out with Esther. It's like but, now Maria wants to make Chancellor the company that everybody cares about. It's but, Newman you know, and Jamal. But to piggyback off of Jamie's, you know, instead, what does this remind you of, Jamie? What storyline does it's this remind you of? Crest. Oh, his looking up his daddy's Falcon Crest. Bingo. Kay Chancellor is Angela Giaberti Channon, and Tucker is Richard Channon, who was her son and enemy. It's like Ellen Bell brought Lotus Point um, (laughs) and turned it into Clear Seal Springs. It's like they are looking at their old Knots landed in Falcon Crest scripts and rehashing them. It's like, I saw this on Falcon Crest, and I liked it a lot better. I'm sorry. You don't have um, David David Selby and the late um, uh, Reagan's first wife, what's her name? Jay Wyman told me to tell y'all, no, they did it better. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this could have been really bad if it was Newman. And Victor be like, what the fuck? I left you kids in charge, and this is what happens? This is why I don't let Mm you. And for him to realize, you know, damn, I should have let Neil keep the company, you know? And for him to realize all this behind-the-scenes mechanism... When he come back and find oh, out that, that Big Sam is... Big. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 o
and now <laughs> it's only <laughs> goes Big Sam is with my Let me give you a sneaky peek on Sunday. On this episode, Neil and Ashley kisses, and of course, Victor's gonna blame Neil for this whole takeover. You should have been looking after Catherine. Well, and I was gonna Neil say, gets Neil. Neil gets hood. Neil gets hood on but Mira, now Neil is gonna take the, Neil is gonna take the blame for this because he's the one who pushed it so much, and Victor's gonna be oh now you know why I didn't want you to ever never well, take charge. Well, Jill pushed that. Jill pushed that. Uh, Jill p- proposed it. Neil picked it up and ran with it. Well, I mean, he don't have no reason to doubt uh. Jill. They both, they both, you know what I mean, like. Uh, but we I know don't this care is- about Chancellor. I'm serious. I just always knew that Kay had a bunch of money. She sat around yeah. with big old costume jewelry on. And what was, her, like, what was her corporate lawyer's name? We always heard about her corporate Mitchell lawyer. Sherman. Mitchell. We always yeah. heard about Mitchell. We never saw a chance, though. We never saw it. This mm. could have been a better storyline if it was Newman. But you know it's not going to happen because it's And Newman. Kay never, never, like, Kay brought Victor to town to run Chancellor. And I think exactly. that's the last corporate storyline for Chancellor. Yeah. They always kept it known that Kay had more money than John or Victor. They always did that. But Chancellor just seemed to be ran by some... Like, she was Lady Eloise, basically, from... Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like, ever since Maria took over, it's like, Kay has been running Chancellor for the last 30 years. And she's been some big businesswoman, and she's not. She's been fighting with Jill, you know? It's like, Jill was over at Jabot working it out. She had the men's line stuff like that, but Kay was never a businesswoman. No, this is just, it's just too, yeah, Scott just dusted off his daddy's old scripts and decided to push this on through. Like, it's, no, this could have been better if it was... And I love Falcon Crest. Let me say that. That's one of my top five favorite television shows of all time. But... But we know this could have been better if it was Newman, but we know why it's not gonna ever be Newman. We all know why. Well, yeah, Eric Braden is never going to let them do a storyline where, well, they did, you know, Jack, uh, Jack, Michael Baldwin and Brad and Diane Jenkins took the company over. Oh, one. I like that day. story. That was back in the day. That was back in the day. Now, right. these newer regimes are letting them, you know, talk, you know. Well, yeah. And what do you think of Victor's return? I mean, oh, the, I like he, the way he came in is the two boys were fighting and the promo for Monday was, that was I can undo I like- everything that you've done. I like well, the way he does that all the time. They write that every time. I'm yeah. going to undo every. Well, why the hell you keep leaving him in charge then? Exactly. That's the, and that's probably one of the reasons why Neil was like, you know what? I got to get the hell off this ship because this shit don't. This don't make no sense. But and that would have worked with what Jillian was saying because they would have always wondered if their fighting distracted them from Tucker taking exactly. the company. Exactly. There you go. See, Mike, we. We all have a brain, but I guess they think we don't have a brain. This could have been really good. Someone comes right in there while they bickering over Sharon Slonky behind and all that. Other <laughs> stuff. Uh, someone comes right in there and steals. Someone comes right in there and steals. <laughs> Victor would call her the most expensive piece of ass in Genoa City. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, okay, let's go around the room. Who who y'all have money on with that fight? Uh, Nick or Adam? Who y'all think would Adam. Have- even blind Adam can kick Adam. his ass. Matt Clark told me to tell you <laughs> Nick is a not a fighter. I love a yeah. Nick in love scene, but he can't fight to save his life. I'm not serious because when Adam grabbed that potted plant, I said, oh shit, Adam went hood. Adam is like, it's how we get mm-hmm. down in the in Kansas, baby, it was. He grew I, up bailing hay and, and yes, and 
tossing sheep on his back. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> You know, but see, you see how big them hands are that um Adam has. Mm-hmm. If Adam was to hit me, I'd just. And I don't blame Adam for his anger at those two because Nikki's old trifling kids always try to act like he was some stray. Victor loved and married his mama. He was not some bastard child like Victoria was. You know. Yeah, it's true. You know. Well, and you know, Nicholas was a doggone divorce baby, but they try to act like he was some. Now, I don't think that should have driven him to framing his. They just took it too far. And this is classic Hogan Shepherd. You know, I'm sorry, but they try to. Oh, it's all Maria. I can point out who's doing what. Uh, Scott Hamlet is behind this corporate stuff, and Hogan is the one who doesn't know when to take a vil- to stop with a villain. It's like mm-hmm. Y&R has had a long history. That's what we used to love about Y&R, is Bill Bell didn't let you get away with stuff like days. You can't just kill up and maim and murder on Y&R and you know, stay. They get I, rid of you, you know? I think it's also, I think a little bit, this is just me, I think a, a little bit it's partly our fault. We were really liking Adam sticking it to Victor. We The whole point why we liked Adam sticking it to Oh, me. I don't give us that much. I don't think that they're. Well, I, I don't. I don't mean that. <laughs> to please us. Look at the black storyline. I don't oh, think they do it that much to please us. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like we all, everybody over the years has always want someone to finally stick it to Victor, and Adam finally did. That's why we rooted for him. But not everybody. Do you read these articles? <laughs> <laughs> The great Victor Newman is not just a myth, <laughs> but well, but let's... you know what I mean, though, right? Like, yes, you know, we finally, and it's just they're taking it too far. They're taking it; it's just a little bit too much now. Like, rein it in. Like, are you mean to tell me that Adam is like Geppetto and they are Pinocchio? This is, this is very as the world turns when Hogan was running. Yes. It. I liked a lot of that, but. I remember thinking, dang, does Craig have to go this far? Does Barbara have to go this far? It always goes too far with a villain to where, for me, there's a point of no returns with certain villains. Like, you just can't keep on doing crazy stuff and somebody just not bust a cap in you. I mean, I just, the old school ones, I can't deal with. I'm sorry, Mitch Lawrence. Stefano, I don't, you know, I don't want, I'd never want Stefano to leave days. I love Stefano. But if Stefano did one more evil storyline, I'd be like, somebody to line up to, to shoot him in the face. Because it's just stupid to just allow that kind of, now certain characters, it kind of works with, like Helena, because she's European. Yeah. She doesn't, you know, give herself to American laws. And, you know, they kind of have created that mythology and even a little bit with Stefano. But Stenbecks and and even what they're doing with Adam now, I'm sorry. I don't know why somebody wouldn't have already, boom, I mean, and been done with it. You know, pulled a a Nina Webster on David Kimball and pop him five times. Because it's like you're not going to just keep on doing crazy stuff in real, you know, Ugh, you know, well, we have all these critics who be like, murder is wrong in any instance. Oh, I'm, please. He's still GH like is the only show that is real with that because I want you to find a family in America that's just going to let you keep on kidnapping and killing and maiming their family. You don't do something back. Mel, um, one person who will be taking a shot at Adam from the sounds of it is Billy with Restless Style. What do you think of his investigation into Adam and Phyllis um, basically telling him what's going on? It's about time that somebody gets Adam, and I'm glad that it's Billy because Billy is ruthless, and we know he is, and he's going to get his man, and it gets him away from that thing. So I I like it. And I think Billy and Phyllis have all the street. Oh, Oh, 
Oh my oh God! Don't have to have Kem. Well, I was just gonna say just about anyone, but sorry, no, Billy ain't got <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I like the fact that Billy and Phyllis are tag teaming that ass. I'm like, Adam mm-hmm. don't want to mess with Big Red. I'm glad they're bringing Phyllis back to that group. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And meanwhile, did y'all see Lauren Ho check the daylights out of um Gloria? Oh, oh. Gloria, and then and then <laughs> yeah. her bitchiness is coming back a I little like bit. Like, well, maybe mm-hmm. Hogan is doing something right with that one because I'm but, like, I wish they would go ahead and um when they when they bring not until not until they bring uh, not until my boy Stephen Nichols airs, but I wish Tucker would take over Finmore. So that Lauren could have to bring out her feminine wiles to get her company back. Now that would be fire. I'm like, ugh. Tracy Bregman looks too good to be over there playing nursemaid to those children. Being I'm backup keep singer on to, saying it. yeah, being backup singer to Gloria and the Pips, man. It's like, well, you know, she did used to sing with D- Danny. Who those awful episodes? <laughs> no, right uh, on. <laughs> Mike, uh, JoJo walked out of the Chancellor Mansion, much to everybody's relief. But are you going to miss her if she doesn't stick around? Um, I thought she was funny, but like I said last week, I think that that whole thing could get old pretty quick. I still think she's she's amusing me. She's having you know drinking Did parties. You see at the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's do- yeah, and yeah. When she I'm was like- trying to sell off the chance yes. of antiques. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the garage sale in the house, and yeah, oh, no, I, no, I, no, I, she tried to go get one of Kay's thoroughbreds. She got the last laugh when she walked out the door, and she said, "Don't worry about it. All the damage has already been done." And she she left those three oh. to stare into space, wondering what the hell she was talking about. And this is one time when I'm gonna feel sorry for Jill. Because Jill never ha- seems to have the worst luck when it comes yeah, to love. Shit. That's, God, but that's Jill's history. Of course, part of, her character. of course. Um, G Min with G Min being taken out. Yep. you reap what you sow. Don't you remember that? You <laughs> do, but when Stephen <laughs> Nichols gets back, check in her in John's house. <laughs> Maybe was gonna get that ass. <laughs> but when Stephen Nichols gets here, Jill's gonna be very happy. Very- uh, we all are too. I'm counting on the days that um Albert uh, uh Einstein McCall is off my screen because he looked like Einstein with all that hell. Can I just That's say Columbo. I done that- told y'all I'm gonna find his trench coat and he gonna solve it. Speaking of trench coats, completely off topic, but Carly Manning needs a better coat. That one is so unflattering on Chappelle. Back to YNR. What were you saying, Mel? I was saying, if you picture Stephen Nichols in that reveal on Friday, it works a lot better because that's oh, what God. I did in my oh, that, head. That's, that's what I did too. Him. Yes. <laughs> I started picturing him the day I heard he was coming to Y&R. I was like, Stephen Nichols, Stephen Nichols. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shirtless scene. They had that man in jail. Oh, I was people who just spend more time outdoors. Hey, um, let's go to as the world turns. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> with Jill, you used to hook up with young men. Anybody remember Sean Bridges? Because oh I, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bartender at uh at the GCAC, and then she hooking up with Albert Einstein cousin. Oh, <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> think of Meg getting busted on as it the- was in prime time though. I don't give a goddamn whatever. Mike, what'd you think of um? Oh crap! Meg getting busted on As the World Turds this last week. 
you know, I was a little disappointed that she got caught that quick. I was really hoping mm-hmm. that she could just put the screws to Damien just a little bit longer while Molly and Holden figure out what happened. Well, they figured. I, I just, I like Crazy Meg going in his face and talking really quiet where nobody can hear and everybody thinking that she's normal. But, I, you know, I, I, I've noticed that this show has not changed with its episodic storytelling. It still seems to tell a, a middle, a beginning, or a beginning, a middle, an end in one episode. So it doesn't really surprise me that they've already, you know, threw Meg under the bus to get caught. Well, but, but yeah, it, I'm just it, disappointed. It, I wish it would just have lasted not, a little bit They don't longer. give Meg long enough to be a psycho. They keep having mm-hmm. her get caught, and I'm like, just let her go bad shit crazy for like three yeah. weeks and then have to get caught. Like, stop giving her two, three days, and then boom, she's caught again. She boom, needs to run again. like Patty on Y&R. Can, yeah. can you imagine her going like being crazy Meg versus Emily? That could be kind of good. Oh, it'd oh, be fantastic. Emily, Emily told me to tell you she still knows where those bear traps are. Oh, ain't, nobody just, ain't nobody just ain't nobody disputes now. I never want to hear about that story again. <laughs> now that's why that show is being canceled. I'm not playing. That's why these PNG soaps got canceled. When they start having those women trap people in bear traps, I said it's over. It's over. Now, Mel, then they wouldn't let the lesbians kiss. The one thing people did like about the shows, they wouldn't let the gays and the lesbians kiss. It was over. <laughs> Mel, um, I'll give a talk about it in fifty years. I'll be an old man. I'll tell you why it's so bad. What happened? What do you think of the fact that Katie and Simon wanted to run away together? I know you talked about it a little bit on the Performer of the Week episode. Those scenes were awesome. Simon professing his love for his Katie, saying she feels like home to him. Loved all that, and Katie, where he helped. Oh, let me stop. I like the scenes where he helped her do her little mommy segment on Oakdale Now. That was all good. I This is what I want for Katie and Simon. I think they should end up together in the end. Like, have Pop Layton come back right at the end, drag her away or something. But I kind of didn't want them run away together. But I feel like we still need Katie for the rest of the show. Well, and then on top of it, we had this last week where Jack and Carly kiss. What would you think? Oh, keep kissing, Jack and Carla, keep kissing, please. I love that couple. Oh, they were so romantic. Yeah. Even they... though it was the most plot-pointy crap to get them together. That stupid but, oh, girl. Oh, that was stupid. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm like, why don't y'all just shoot them out of a cannon? They don't have to work that hard to get those two. To... I excused it because it was Jack and Carly, and they got that, that ooze in chemistry. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh. Thank you so much. It's just so plot pointy, though. Sage wants to be in a pageant. Then the next day, Parker gets bit by a rattlesnake. And the next day, Timmy and Lassie get lost. <laughs> you know, it it's like... And then Liberty has leukemia. Oh, like, my oh, God. Well, and that's She's the thing. The Pat Robinson, just... I think Pat Robinson did a video about Oakdale and said that they made a pact with the devil. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, it, it, it does Can't seem a little bit. Go off the FIT. Seriously. I, why? Yeah, they have I know, to do that? Yeah. that is the most unfashionable little girl I've ever seen in my life. Oh, she never ever talked about fashion. Those denim never. shorts and stuff. I'm like, what fashion school is she going to? <laughs> They're um, going to tear her up. 
finally, uh, before we get to Kreitzman, Mel, what did you think of Mick and Emily? Oh, when he knocked her out with the flashlight and that whole uh, foolishness. I'm tired <laughs> of this flashlight business. Somebody just break the damn flashlight. Flashlight! <laughs> <laughs> they ought to carry little mirrors with them so they could just beam it back in his eye and then he'll pass out. So, and I just don't understand. Why did he have to take out Emily? Like, what? Just take out Allison. Well, Stinbeck is always, if he is really Stinbeck, he's always hated Emily. True, he has. But I just feel like I would rather see Mick and Emily go toe to toe than Allison and Mick. Or I just want Mick to go away. I love Tom Pelfrey, but this is stupid. Thank you, thank you. That's what it's I said last stupid. week. Stupid. It's just damn stupid. It's like, you know, this is just it's stupid. God. But you know, uh, it's like we when we were talking last week. Tom Pelfrey is just amazing, and mm-hmm. he makes it work with. All the people Hello, that he's Bob. in contact with. I mean, him and Colleen Zank Pinner and Emily and Hensley. I mean, they're, they're just smoking. <laughs> he does. He is works. an amazing actor, makes, but you he cannot even makes make Allison a little bit more interesting. You know what? Days went through this struggle a couple of years back when they first started doing the supernatural. It was basically a situation where they had to ask themselves, Port Charles, too, if we're going here, we have to go all the way. Because, you know, Days used to attempt the social storyline every once in a while. Grandma Horton turned her house into an AIDS um, hospice at one point. But basically, once they started possessing people with devils and sending plagues of locusts to Salem, they had to go, okay, we are no longer socially relevant. And, you know, now they're kind of after, you know, now it's normaled off. But you can't really have a girl suffering from leukemia in a same town in a same in the same show where someone has reversed their age by 50 years it just you can't straddle that line of believability it's like either turn the show into a supernatural show and you know like colleague zig pitcher was saying why can't they have vampires in oakdale you know turn somebody into a vampire and go for it <laughs> or you have to be a realistic soap opera that's one thing that daytime doesn't get that prime time does you can't serve everybody. You can't go after every demo. Um, Desperate Housewives, you will never see that. You will never see uh, Kitty McAllister on Brothers and Sisters, you know, get bitten by a vampire or go back in time 20 years. It's just daytime soaps are, are just bad sometimes with that kind of stuff, trying to make all that crap fit into one show. It's like, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, Why didn't they I mean, try to get uh, what's-his-face back to play James Stenbeck instead of killing him off if they're going the Stenbeck route? Why didn't they try he to sick? Get... Well, his cancer is in remission, but it's like yeah. it's a situation where I know that this, this probably got Christman his job. Let's do, he probably pitched it. We're going to do a storyline where James Stenbeck like, eats a flower and goes back 40 years, you know, and I'm sure these suits were like, well, look at what happened at days of our lives when they had a devil possession, you know, <laughs> but it's like in the glory days, dude, like meanwhile, Killer Christman got a new job line. Yeah. Well, the rumor, the rumor is that he's headed for AMC. Yeah, Jamie, allegedly. what do you think? Um, I'm on the fence about it. I can understand the logic because like, yeah, we call him Killer Christman, but his ratings by himself before Ellen started micromanaging 
was weren't that bad at God and Light. I fully put the blame on God and Light's death on her head. I really do. Oh, Christman no. made some mistakes, but I don't think in the to be fair, I don't think he was any worse or better than any other writer of his generation. I th- I put the death of God and Light squarely on the shoulders of Miss Ellen Wheeler. I don't think Christman is any worse or better than any writer of his generation. He did raise those ratings. He did give them a popular young adult storyline. And, you know, in terms of business sense, I hated Jamie, but we have seen how crazy that young adult fan base is. And if he can give all my children a young adult couple to root for, not cousins, please, God. But, um, you know. That will also require at least one actor that can act in the teen storyline, and All My Children has none. Well, he'll just bring people over from Tom Pelfrey Pelfrey and All My Children. And then the other thing is, I mean, Donna Swajewski basically wrote Another World when she transformed Vicki Hudson into my all-time favorite soap character ever. So I am all for yeah. Donna Swajewski. Um, you know, and, you know, this Toops from Soap Opera Network broke that. Give him his props. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing. My only thing is, I pray that they give someone in that writer's room who is a long-term AMC writer a third, and I don't really advocate three-head writers. Oh, but, Lord, don't. But they need someone who knows the history. So they need a co-head writer who is a veteran on my children writer. I know Lorraine Broderick didn't want to do it full-time, but if they had the three of them as co-heads with Lorraine there to watch the history of the show... Because Donna Swajewski and now I might be speaking out of turn because who knows? And we learned when we interviewed Ron Carlovati that he grew up watching General Hospital. So maybe they do know the history of all my children. But if they don't, that's scary to me considering that we've heard so many reports about how Chuck Pratt told people to forget everything they ever knew about their characters. You know, I think they need a writer who can restore all my children to its history while moving it forward. I'm not all, I'm not saying, because I'm over this whole, oh, all they need to do is bring back Brooke, Dixie, Lixie, Tixie, Trixie, and Moo Moo. No, <laughs> we have seen over and over again doing this podcast that that is not always the answer. It's not. I mean, I, as an old school soap fan, I would love that, but it's like it, 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 Young and the Restless brought back a slew of people, you know, with varying degrees of success, Days brought back everybody they could from the 80s and ruined them for me one by one. So it's not always about. I really don't know if they need to bring back Dixie again. Shit, they just ruin it every time. I think what happens is we've been watching a long time. We remember what the stuff was like. But the truth is the writers don't know. You know, they weren't around when it was being written. Plus... Soaps are written so differently now that you could never really recapture the way somebody right. or a character and was. And historically, if you look at people who rescued soaps, they didn't do a lot of, you know, and I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad here, but when you look at the history of what Gloria Monty did, Gloria Monty didn't come to that show and save it by going, I'm going to bring on more Hardys. I'm going to bring on more, you know. She saved it by creating new characters like Luke and, um, you know, bringing on all those other people, Frisco and Felicia and all all those people were not core, you know, that famous phrase. They were not 
all the people that now that the fans love and remember, I'm sure the fans of GH in the 70s were like, this ain't who we like. And yeah, same you're thing right, with Dave. Right. Same yeah. thing with Dave. I mean, Tom Racina um, and them, the Bradys were not a core family. You know, Roman came to town. He was by himself. And then slowly but surely we had, you know, four or five Brady siblings and a mom and a dad for them. And now people are like, why aren't there more Bradys or Hortons? Because, you know, well, Hort- the Hortons have been there since the beginning. But it's like sometimes you – look, uh, What's his name? Doug Marlin. He brought on Lucinda, and didn't he bring on Lucinda and the Snyders? Like, they were not core before he got there. So it's mm-hmm. like some – and Days, I think, is doing that to a, to an extent with the you Hernandez can, family. You know, sometimes you need new blood. And But you need to – you know, and everybody wants the vets, but if you use them right, they yeah. can anchor a lot. Like, on this week – Susan being on As the World Turns anchored everything that was Emily and Allison mm-hmm. to what was going on. And I thought having Marie Masters back, she did an awesome job, by the way, for not yeah. being on very often. But it, it really anchored um, the Stewart girls and, and what they mean to each other. And they addressed the fact that Emily never – or uh, Susan didn't know what was going on with Emily. She didn't know what was going on with Allison and how she felt about being alienated from him. That's all you have to do yeah. is just you know put what, them all Mike, together. In 2010, I'm over to bring it back. There's only a few people yeah. that I really think would make that much of a difference. I think that GH needs to bring back Jeannie Francis and Vanessa Marcel. I think that Julia Barr coming back is amazing. I am okay if they bring Dixie back, but they need to undo the dead thing and bring her back for good. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, really, it's like I've, I've been, in the last five years to ten years, I have seen them bring back people on my favorite shows and just wreck them over and over again and make the characters unrecognizable where I'm like, please don't do me any favors. If you don't bring back... Then there's that whole conspiracy theory that it's like, oh, yeah. you want them to come back? Yeah. We'll bring her back. We'll bring Laura back, and we'll kill... We'll make sure that she remembers um, something and kills her. Yeah, I mean, Red. YouTube is I mean, there for a reason. If they're going to bring back Jack Devereaux again to give him 75 cancers, I, that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have my memories. Yeah, like that no, Laura me killing crazy. Rick was probably the worst abuse of that. No, oh, GH will make you regret oh. asking for anybody yeah. back. It's like, you want Laura yeah. back? Okay. Okay. We're going to make her grow yeah. and give yeah. her dementia. You know. Like, it just makes me wonder. Let's say YNR brings back Drusilla. It'd make me scared. It really would make me scared. Like, people keep asking me, don't you want Drew back? I'm kind of scared. I really am. I'm really Wait, you am. Have different, you have different writers now, and they have a I different really Mm-hmm. The way of that regime go, Maria will probably be like, you want to back here? And just, oh, <laughs> God, I would be nervous. I would be nervous. I'm serious. Well, <laughs> we'd find out that Drew was really a lesbian and that she faked her death <laughs> because she didn't think Neil would let her be a lesbian. And then, <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Well, that's what they did with um, Tom Beard. <laughs> 
Okay, so Okay, on that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode by emailing us at podcast at daytimeconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dcconfidential. We sur- we went past 3,000 followers, so thank you to you, the listeners. Also, comment on this episode at daytimeconfidential.com. And while you're there, add us as a friend on Facebook by clicking on the Facebook link on the main page. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.